shout out to everybody that's been with me since Jump Street. Appreciate y'all. Welcome to Liberty Lockdown. Please scan your barcode. Your liberty ain't gone, but yeah, it's on hold. Where did it come from and where did it go? It requires a fight, not tweet from your phone. Don't need a king, get him off the fucking throne. If you're riding with the thought, you've always got a home. The virus you're scared of will come and it'll go. The government knows this, don't get treated like a hoe. Like Nico and Shane, you probably wonder what's happening. Scared Hollywood left these lyrical feminine. A typo with Luke might bring the nooses. We all bite the bullet, I'm the king of the gooses. Freckles and Brit didn't know I could spit. Knew I was a patriot, but now I'm the shit. Peter Quinones, invite me on Which podcaster sends custom songs Part of the problem, now I stand with the people Dave showed the way, but I am unequal Lions of Liberty, now hear me roar Beat running up, but I got a bit more Robbie the Fire, always running his mouth But I made him a sandwich, now I'm man of the house No malice for Nick, but you're welcome to quit I went over BLM with the fire I spit Friends against government just call us fags Copy the Cairo, put mummies in the bag Liable opinions get thrown on the ground Silky's Mouton was the only sound Getting so hot must be air July Screaming in the mic and rip for 59 Miles to ratio that black guns matter Now all these lefties got crazy small bladders None of us wanted war but we're ready You know I be bopping and rock steady Liberty lockdown, please scan your barcode Your liberty ain't gone but yeah it's on hold Where did it come from and where did it go It requires a fight, not tweeting from your phone Don't need a king, get him off the fucking throne If you're riding with the thought, you've always got a home The virus you're scared of will come and it'll go The government knows this, don't get treated like a hoe Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Liberty Lockdown. We have another sponsor today. Cannot say enough about this company. Go to crash.co backslash daily to sign up. It'll get a daily newsletter that is called the Daily Job Hunt. What it is is a little bit of inspiration, a little bit of uh, advice on how to get up off the couch, tactics to make sure that your resume is actually read. It's pretty straightforward. Only a couple-minute read every morning. Uh, if you are looking to change career paths to start that job of your dreams that you've been thinking of for so long, I think it's a good time to do it because if you've been listening to my show, you know what I see coming. And if you enjoy my show, you probably feel it coming too. So I would highly recommend that you take these steps today. It's very easy. Go to crash.co backslash daily. All you have to do is enter your email address and they will send it to you free of charge. Can't beat that. Let's get in the show. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Liberty Lockdown. I got another special guest with me today, a guy whose rants have lit the internet on fire. I am a huge fan of, of <laughs> his material. I can't wait to talk to him about it. Barricade Garage. Welcome, MBG. Hey, what's up? Thanks for having me. What's up? Absolutely, man. Um, so you you only came on to my radar a couple months ago. Uh, you're doing these truck rants that are just, like, unbelievable. Just so so funny, man. I'm just curious. What... What was the inspiration to start with this? I know that you're you're a mechanic. Did you start the YouTube channel just based off of that and then get into this uh, by accident or what happened? No, nah, so I basically started my um the YouTube channel Barricade Garage based off of a of a um a Jeep, Jeep first generation Jeep Grand Cherokee. I went to Baltimore to pick up and it's been a solid ride ever since. And so I wanted to do little things to it and record my progress on maintaining uh, that particular vehicle because I didn't see a lot of videos about it. So that's when I started the auto repair, uh, the auto repair content. So it, I have a it's an automotive repair channel, and the the name Barricade 
comes from the actual Jeep, which, which reminded me of the Transformer uh, barricade, the Decepticon. <laughs> so I just went with that barricade garage, started doing auto repair content. And um, that, that's pretty much how that channel started. And since then, I just seen everything, things started to um, appear to be more doom and gloom towards 2020. And I just started speaking out about different things. So I started doing skits because I didn't want to do it in a talking format. Right. And I started doing skits. And then from there, I, I took a, a break from skits and just started, you know, speaking my mind on a, on a lot of things that I wasn't able to put in the skits. I love it. Well, uh, is the is it auto mechanic, comedian, YouTuber? What is what is your path? Are you a polymath? Are you just good at everything, or what's up? No, I mean I'm a, a mechanic, but people call me comedian, so I mean I went with that. I, I'll, I'll accept that. That's <laughs> I'll take that. I'm telling you, man, your answer so like, do you do you prep for those? Because like, if it's just off top, that's incredible. No, I mean it's it's just off the top, and it's 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 you it's usually in the morning, and this is just what I think. And because I'm not afraid to take it there, um, a lot of the things I don't really think about before I say. So I, I just say the you know, and it comes off as like a basic conversation you would have with one of the one of the guys at the shop or right. the barber shop or a community meeting or whatever cookout. And I, I just tried to bring that that feel to it, but it's not nothing I, I forced. I can't make videos when I'm forced or right. when I don't feel that spirit in me to do that, which is why I'm not making skits right now because I feel like doing this. So every day I just, on my lunch break or whenever I, I find time, I just pull out the phone and, and get cracking. <laughs> I wish I wish I had that skill set. That is ridiculous. Uh, so you said it got it got to feel more doom and gloom in 2020. I think most of us felt that way. I started my show in in May of 2020, a couple months into lockdowns. Uh, hence the name Liberty Lockdown. I was very opposed to the lockdowns. I'm curious is that is that where the doom and gloom feeling came from? Was it the lockdowns, the tyranny we were experiencing, or was it something else? No, it, it started before that. It started before that because um, I often talk about talk about my time spent in prison and and how my views from from certain situations were shaped due to my life's experiences. And, you know, going home, you feel like you're leaving prison, but you're really not. It's just a bigger prison. So, I mean, it's always been there. I always knew just certain things, but, you know, I try to ignore it and you know, I want to focus on this, you know, auto repair. I just want to be the best person I can be. But, you know, the the 2020 shit, they started talking about lockdown and, you know, the PTSD and like lockdown. It's, that, it reminded me of, you know, some shit I had been through. So right. <laughs> lockdown, I'm like, no, no, you niggas lockdown. So I just started speaking out about certain things. I'm like, oh, you know, we came yeah. out. I, I feel you, man. Um, so how how long were you put away for and and what was what what did the I guess what was the lasting legacy of that experience for you? Obviously it made you very averse to being locked down again. I can I can relate to that. I don't want to be locked down either. Um so I'm just curious, you know, like what's is that do you think that's what made the lockdown so much more scary? Cuz for me, I felt the same way. I've never been locked up, but I was like I was like, man, this feels like prison. It sure feels like it. It, and it is just with more glitz and glamour 
right. and the illusion that you're free. I mean, at least in prison, you know you're not. But they started using terms and shit like essential employee, right? Non-essential. You know, we we used to hear that shit before the doors would pop. You know, like certain kitchen workers could go out, the houseman stay in. You know, shit. They start met. They categorize you and put you into these groups. Yep. You know, it, it, it just started getting too familiar. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, I started um, just speaking out about it. But um, I did five, five in the state pen. Damn. And um, that, yeah, so That's came it. home and tried to, you know, came home, got it cracking, stayed out of trouble, did my it. thing. Well, it, is that... Uh... I don't know if you know anything about my background, but I'm a libertarian, so I'm a big advocate for criminal justice reform and things like that. Um, I'm curious, are you, I, I would imagine that you had as negative an experience in prison as I, I would I would think. Um, what, what would be your kind of methodology to fix this sick cycle of people being put back in prison for parole violations and, and you know, victimless crimes and all this bullshit? I mean, well, I mean, well, my my shit had a victim. Okay. So um, <laughs> well, I'm gonna put them in the same people that is, people differentiate, but it, it's the same. It all goes back to the same problem, and 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 the main issue I see with that is family. Um, the the not just the lack of fathers, but the the lack, the sense of belonging. So that's what that's what most people crave throughout their lifetime. And usually when people don't get that at home, they search for that outside the home environment and end up in weird situations, dealing with weird individuals, which can lead to, you know, certain things, not, not, which can lead to fucked up positions. Right. So, I mean, it's, it's basically a, a family issue, the family unit, in America is, is messed up right now. And that just don't go for one certain demographic. That go for white people and black people. Oh yeah, for and, sure. And you don't, and if you don't have a a a, a, a strong um support system, then I feel like it's easy for you to get back in that endless loop. You you go home, you do something retarded, get put right back in, go home, do something retarded, get put right back in. And then two, you have no faith in anything other than yourself. Like um, certain people, I had a buddy, he said, when I get out, I got to change because I just had a kid. You know, I got a family, so I got to change. And, you know, I can't agree with that because when you change your behavior for the sake of somebody else, be it your kid, your mom, your dad, it's not real genuine. So if they mm -hmm. take away that person or something happened to that person that you changed your behavior for, then you just going to spiral back Right. Into the same situation and person that you were. So a lot of people have to want it for themselves, but it, it basically starts at home. Well, I, I love the uh, the cultural outlook that you bring. I think that it's it is true. I mean, certainly the fabric of society, we're so separated with technology and and, uh, you know, government handouts and things that we don't we don't really look out for each other anymore. And I would like to get back to a culture of more of a tight knit community where we actually care for one another. And like if you have someone who's unfortunate enough to go down a bad path and end up locked up or or just be a victim of the system, depending on what the circumstances are, 
you got to be there for them when they get out, particularly with the, I think probably the most egregious aspect of the criminal justice system is that if you, if you have a felony charge, it's so, it's so difficult to get work. It's so hard to get back, you know, and be a, you know, quote unquote, upstanding member of society that can care for yourself and not, not end up back in kind of a, a, a crime type lifestyle. Um, do you yeah, think that, I, I love that you're, you're so focused on, on changing yourself and it being about, uh, you know, the individual and making better decisions, but ultimately do you not, do you not see the issues with the system as a, as a whole? Yeah. Um, I do see that the, um, there's a whole lot of imperfections in the system, but the system is in place because we put it there for one. Um, as soon as the people give away their power, just the opposing side is just going to keep growing more and more power. But at the same time, I can't say that, you know, like when people come home or, you know, with criminal justice reform that you don't want to hire certain people. Some, some people you just don't want around you. Like That's I can true. understand, I can understand why somebody like I would walk in the store and somebody would be like, mm, watch him, you know, cause I fit the description. I'm aware of that. It's, it, it's certain things, it's certain things, that they're happening like you can't change, but I don't want to put that off on nobody else and make somebody else have to change their habits. If you don't want to hire a felon, you shouldn't be forced to. Oh, like, I agree. Should be yeah. something you should um you should you should have to do. But there there are good people that give people chances. But that's why I promote using these to find work because these will always be in demand. That's you, you have your trades, your plumbers, you have your mechanics, carpenters, electricians, welders. Things that aren't easily replaced by machines. Right. So if you're just looking for Burger World or you want to work at Burger Hut, you know, and, and complain about the minimum wage, I mean, yeah, I mean, <laughs> but when you can use your hands, you're gonna always be in demand. It don't matter what you did in the past. No, that's true. Yeah, I, I always say in, in the dystopic hellscape to come, I, I'm gonna be pretty worthless because I'm a, I'm a finance guy. So like. What, what good's that going to do us when the, the money system falls apart? I, I saw you uh, on an interview with Owen Benjamin, who I've been a fan of for a long time, and I'll be canceled for saying that, but I don't give a fuck. Uh, you said that money is fake. And, and I was curious, I mean, as a libertarian, I, I certainly identify the fact that, that the, the currency is, is fiat. So it's, it, it is, you know, worthless, essentially. It's just based off of what people think it's worth. But uh, what would be your solution for that? I mean, are you, are you interested in like, going back to a barter system where we just trade services to each other or what do you envision? See right now with the way people are today, especially in this country, there is no going back to a barter system. The True. only thing that's going to happen is the, the control is going to get tighter and tighter because through convenience, we have become bitches and nobody <laughs> will want to live like that. Like I did a whole skit showing you how it was done and a lot of people <laughs> didn't understand it, but, it, to go from having a, 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 a piece of paper in your pocket, being able to pay for things, to go from that to having to actual, actually put in real work and provide real value for a service, right. a lot of people aren't going to do too good. That's, that's why I say in this system, there's a lot of people against this system. But there, people haven't thought about what to replace this system with. Because a lot of us have been dumbed down. We don't have any skill. You know, we, a lot of us live off the government. You can hate it, but then you, 
you know, accepting them food stamps, you living off the government, for sure. section eight and all it in housing. And it's like if we were to if somebody was to take down the Federal Reserve right now, we'd be fucked. Because <laughs> humans, we, the state we are in, we cannot provide value. We cannot envision a life for us and our family where we're self-sufficient to the fact that we don't need that system. Yep. So, yep. I, I mean, in a perfect world, yeah. I mean, we we wouldn't need it because we would be, it would be free, free, um, free enterprise and we i would deal with you based right. on your experiences what you have to offer what can you trade what skills you have right and and you would do likewise but that's that's not going to happen so for now we in the system and that's why i say the best thing you could do is learn a skill and grow your own food try to be as independent from them as possible yeah it starts as small as that now, I love that message. I, I think that it's really important that people take a little bit more, um, just have autonomy, you know, be, be more self-sufficient. Don't be so reliant on other people. And, and I think that that would, that would cure a lot of this if we weren't all looking for handouts. And I'll speak for myself too. I mean, every, everybody is kind of a, a benefactor or, or they receive some benefits from the government, even if it's like getting tax breaks, if you pay a mortgage and things like that, it's just, the system is so top to bottom sick. It's, it's really unbelievable. I do want to try and convince you briefly. (laughs) I don't know if you like this, but try and convince you that I think Bitcoin might be the solution to the fiat stuff. I know, I know you said that it's, it's fake just like, uh, just like cash is, uh, but it does have a limited supply. So there's, there's a little difference there. No, I'm not interested in Bitcoin. <laughs> You're like, I don't rock with that. All right, all right, I'll keep it moving. <laughs> um, so, given given the trajectory of things, I mean, I think that I think that uh, comedy and and truth telling is is paramount right now. Like, we need as much of that as humanly possible. And obviously, you're bringing a lot of that. What to you? What does you know comedy? What what role does it play in this dystopia? And can it bring us out of it? It can, because comedy is a powerful tool. But I, I feel like a lot of people are using comedy right now to, to subvert us into accepting it, even though they appear to be doing the opposite. Comedy in and of itself is very subversive. You can change somebody's opinion just by how you word certain things. Right. Not only how you word it, but if you can make them laugh while doing it, it lowers their guard and it gets them to consider things they might not have ever considered talking to a philosopher, a lawmaker, money changer, et cetera. So comedy is a very powerful tool, but I feel like if you, if it can, it can, but right now comedy for the most part is being used to pour gasoline on an already set on fire American spirit, you know, because I'm American first. I don't, I don't want, I don't want people laughing at our demise. That, That get no cool points right there, but that, that's why I always say a woke comedy is bullshit and this anti-woke comedy is bullshit because it's people reinforcing the narrative they hear from the woke comedy and this woke shit going on. And then you broaden that woke shit's horizons and now more and more people got it on their mind. And it slowly normalizes you to the bullshit. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I feel I want to boost... You know, that's that's why when I get in, I'm, I say we Americans like don't don't ever forget it. You know, like we like don't laugh at, you know, us 
being retarded and soft and all that woke shit. No, that ain't us. But that's <laughs> that's what you put out there. Like, like no, nah, I don't, I don't. So comedy is powerful. It can be useful good. It can be useful bad. But it can help. Yeah. But it's going to be more than comedy. No, no. I mean, this is this is uh, we need a full court press. Like we got to do everything to try and try and turn the system around. Um, just out of curiosity, though, like I think that Bill Burr, Patrice O'Neill, um, Dave Chappelle, there's a handful of like comedians that even though they might talk politics, <coughs> they still seem to be speaking their mind. Who's your favorite comedians that are working still? Um, I mean, in big business, I, I mean, I have to say, um, you know, Aries Spears, um, you're like, I mean, not many. It's a lot, it's a lot of comedians that have disappointed. You know, I, I talked about Cat Williams the other day, he came out with a special. And, Dude, I thought that was weak. You know, yeah, it, it, it's like because if you stay in that world, then you're going to be forced to abide by certain rules and regulations, invisible contracts. It may not be written down somewhere, but you you know there's certain things, hey, right. you can and can't do, especially with the current climate of this country and this cancel culture shit going on. And that's how a lot of people make their money, so they don't want to put their livelihoods in jeopardy of course by talking shit about george floyd and by making jokes about black people getting shot by the police like i do right that's why i'm a big fan of me and i like my <laughs> small audience i like i don't need a million subscribers because when you when you keep getting up there and up there more and more people going to take notice right now i got a select few that really bang with me and really mess with me and right. i can preach to them like how i want to talk without all uh, worrying about all the other shit. You yep. know, I may have to face, you know, boom, a channel deleted here and there, but you get back up and you keep it cracking. <laughs> These people at the top, they can't do that. I don't envy that. I don't envy the Bill Burrs and and and, and the Cat Williams and the Lily Sings because they have to, it, there's a certain narrative that they have to tow even if they don't agree with it. Just right. so they can stay in their position. I don't have to do that. And I don't face a lot of backlash for not doing it like they would. Right. Well, and, and you're, you're right. It's like, it's not contractual. It's just that it's implicit. Like if you, if you talk some crazy shit on your, on your new special, that next special ain't coming. Like you're not getting re-upped on Netflix or whatever. So right. you just know you got to, you got to tone down. You got to, you got to pull back. Uh, I got, I got rough news for you though, BG on your current trajectory. Telling the truth and talking that shit, you're gonna get a big following, and then and then what? Then what are you gonna do? No, I mean, all you gotta do is cut the grass every now and then. I'll <laughs> just say some shit about Jews, and then they'll fall off. The problem fixes itself. Nature corrects itself. All you did when I started blowing up, and all the conservatives started following me. Shout out to the conservatives, you know, and they all started following me, and. Everything was cookies and bubbles. One video hit a billion, the other one 500,000. I came out with a video called The People You Can't Criticize. That shit fell off. Uh, that shit fell off. I had an interview lined up. She was like, nope, can't fuck with you. <laughs> so, I mean, I, you know, it, it, it takes care of itself. But I mean, 
I get it because a, a lot of people aren't, you know, really going to speak their mind to a certain extent. And a lot of popular YouTubers specifically, they, they understand that to be on that platform, you have to play ball to a certain degree if that's your primary source of income. Yep. So a lot of people don't want to lose that. And this is, this is what I mean by the money will control the message, even sincere and good people, because when when I when when my numbers went up and and they sent out that ten thousand dollar check, that's some pretty you know between us uh, and you yeah. and they sent out that ten thousand dollar check for that month, it shit look good. And you don't <laughs> want to mess you don't want to mess that up. But but that that that's why I often talk about merchants because it, it, it's one thing to reap the benefits of your work or or your profession or whatever you do, but it's another thing to keep trying to. For, for me to sit there and keep trying to fit inside that mold that these people thought I was, I would have that would have been dishonest to myself. And then I would have to keep tap dancing and towing that line, you know, just to keep bringing that kind of money in from these people who came out of nowhere and, and gave me all these views. And then I wouldn't be able to talk like how I do in this band. You know, how you know, I'd have been getting cussed out. <laughs> I do, but not to the extent that it could be, and some other YouTubers do. Like I, I know for a fact there's some popular conservative YouTubers that's not conservative. You just think they are, Ooh. and they seen that money come in, so they ran with it. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. now they're putting on airs for people. But see, I'm, I'm the I, same I just way. Want to be authentic. Yeah. So. No, I'm the, I'm the same way, man. And I think I think that what attracts people to people like you and I is the authenticity, like. I, I, you don't know anything about my background, but I'm essentially retired because I saved and invested. I did a pretty good job. And now I get to tell the truth no matter what. And if my opinion's wrong or it pisses you off, I don't really give a fuck. So like you could unsubscribe. It's cool. But the people that rock with me, as you said, uh, they rock with me forever. You know, they are ride or die because they love, they love the raw honesty, the truth. And I think that's what attracted me to your show or your channel is that I sensed it right away. I was like, this dude is absolutely just speaking facts and whether he's right or wrong he's telling you what he thinks and i just love it man so i'm glad to hear that that the uh the success and the the money isn't going to sidetrack you because i think i think ultimately what we need are more people with principles you know we need people that are actually like willing to maintain that that love for telling the truth no matter what check gets put in your in your path you know Right, right. That, and, and that's a big problem. <coughs> men, men with integrity and honor and principles, that goes a lot further than, 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 than comedy any day because of, there's a lot of people in this, this truther community that, you know, they, they just want to check. And it shows. It, it really shows. And sooner or later, your audience is going to see that and start to call things for what they are. Then you spiral out of control and now you just grasping at straws and you trying to keep and it is just real embarrassing instead of being true to who you are but once you once you get that money for, for pushing the narrative and let's say you get that money for pushing the narrative you're going to try to keep milking that because now you you've grown accustomed to the money and you and you don't want to lose that right that's why i say that's why the same thing i said about cops it's like these people got families to feed they got children they want to send to college these people got bills that they need to pay and they got shit that they want to buy. Yeah. And, uh, and unless you're willing to make sacrifices 
for the truth's sake, for your country's sake, for the right reasons, then yeah, this communist agenda is just going to keep, this socialist agenda is just going to keep growing bigger and bigger because yeah. in, in this society, we are trained to respond to the money. The money is what motivates a lot of us, whether you're telling the truth or whether you're, whether you're lying, whether you're on CNN or whether you got a small YouTube channel somewhere in the dark corner somewhere. Right. <laughs> no, it's true. Uh, and I, I mean, that's why big, big message in my show has been to try and get people off the paycheck to paycheck lifestyle. I'm trying to get people to like actually have some reserves so that you can take some fucking risks because that's what we need. We need people with principles that aren't like right on the brink of bankruptcy. Because if you're on the brink of bankruptcy, I don't blame you. I don't blame you if you got to lie or go to some job you hate because you got to pay for your kids. Like I get it. But if you have the capacity to, to store up some resources so that it gives you that added flexibility so that when you have a tyrannical government fucking locking you in your house for a year, you can speak out. You don't have to be afraid. When you have a, an employer forcing you to get a vaccine, you could say, no, I'm going to get a different job or whatever. Um, so I think I think that that's that is a big factor. And, you know, it's it's a lot easier for me to do it because of the financial position I'm in. Uh, I my show is largely speaking out for my audience who aren't in that financial position that they can't tell the truth about how they feel about all this bullshit. Is that do you ever think about what role you play for your audience or is it just just you being you? It's just me being me for the most part. Um, like I told people, I'm, I'm not your pastor. Your father, your sister, your pallbearer, your deacon. You know, I'm not none of these things. I don't follow me. Don't listen to me. I'm, I'm half retarded. I get a lot wrong. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm just here talking about shit. You know, <laughs> and, I'm, and and that that not having an agenda, if it, it frees me up to to speak about things from different worlds' perspectives. True. And to hop around between these different worlds we got going on and walk in other people's shoes and understand how they might be doing or how they I spoke about that a little bit today, but it, it just it frees you up when you're not agenda driven. Like I'm not trying to wake people up. I don't care if you wake up or not. <laughs> I know what I know. I got experience for what I got experience for. It's just certain people that you're not gonna reach today. And I'm That's not true. gonna drive myself crazy trying to do it or sound like a broken record. Trying right. to get you to do something that you don't want to do. That's you know, a great oftentimes point. people see your actions and then they'll be like, all right, cool. You know, I want to move like he moving. It's just like when I talk about the word nigga. Did I say that on your show? Oh, yeah, I don't care. I like when I talk about the word nigga. This is how they this is how they water bend and move the goalposts, you know. It was about the action behind the word. It was never about the word nigga. Like I said, Massa never seen a slave running away. Stop that nigger. And then the slave turned around like, no, you didn't just call me a nigger. You know, they was trying to get the fuck out of there. You know, they was trying to get the fuck about. Nobody cared about being called a nigger, but, you know, through a little earth bending, fire bending, water bending, now we have a word that triggers a whole lot of people. I mean, when you say it, they turn into like, it's, I seen, I seen the, the one video where the, this white woman, she walked out and the BLM, I guess they was protesting at her house. And she was like, you niggers, get out of here. They were all like, whoa, what? What? <laughs> and then it was like, I'm laughing, but they got mad. I'm like, oh, y'all niggas got mad at that? 
But it's like they can change, they can shift definitions in the meaning of certain words. And to now, pretty soon, the Spanish word for black is going to be offensive, Negro. And right. we got a country in Africa, a nigger. And it's like they was calling Malcolm X Negro in his interviews. But you can't say that now. But now somehow they have made it to where calling somebody a colored person or colored or person of color right. is now acceptable when just like 20 years, it wasn't. But now they can get up there and say that. That's why I said, if they wanted to tomorrow to start normalizing the word nigger and calling people that, they could do that. That's how <laughs> dependent and brainwashed and tapped in the people are to the media. But it, it's, it's, you gotta, you, you just gotta know how to, how to see, how to see the, the BS for what it is. And right. then, once you do that, it doesn't bother you. You can remove yourself from it politically and emotionally, and you yeah. can call things out for what they really are exactly. on all sides of the spectrum. No, that's so true, man. I, it's funny too, because when I was uh, when I was a kid, I, I remember I was like in middle school, and my dad said something about Oriental people, and and I my eyes opened real wide. I was like, Dad, you can't say that, and and he was like, that was the appropriate thing to call them when I was young. You know, he was like this. There's nothing racist about it. Like the, my grandma would have called him way worse shit. So like I'm being good here. And and at the time I didn't get it because I hadn't been a lot alive long enough to see the dialectic change. So I didn't know that like, oh yeah, shit that used to be okay, like person of color or whatever, it it evolves over time. And it's and it's really part of the Marxist agenda of controlling speech so that it controls your thought patterns and it makes and in my opinion, it's extremely divisive. It makes it so that that you're on guard as opposed to like actually evolving past concerns about skin and colors. We we are now going back to where like everything is about who you are skin wise, you know, and I, I just think it's I don't know how the people that call themselves progressives think that that's progress. Like to me, it feels extremely regressive. I don't know what you think about it. Yeah, it, it is extremely regressive. It's annoying. And I feel, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't even know what these people are doing in the fucking country, to be honest with you. I don't, <laughs> I don't even know how. You know, we have, a, a, there's a, there shouldn't even be a, that type of person in the fucking country. That shit is perplexing. <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> it's like how do y'all not see that's why I pointed out I'm like yo you know politics is bullshit anytime Bernie Sanders can run for president like an open socialist like that's this This is where we have come in the game of left right and they got y'all picking sides and going against each other but it, it, it's like when you lower the facade of oh he's on the left he's on the right and you put those people in the same room nine times out of ten they can talk to each other oh yeah with, yeah. with some type of respect for one another for sure but once you once you the media just sit there and throws the fire you know shakes up the ants and gets everybody going yeah. you know they do the same thing with pro-vaxxers and anti-vaxxers it's the same as left and right, right. they'll do something like okay we gotta give the pro-vaxxers some ammunition to use, you know? So they'll, oh, we got this number, this number, it's looking good right here, this number, this number. All right, bet, now we gotta shake it up a little bit. So now they'll come up something for the anti-vaxxers. Look, Johnson and Johnson, trial been paused. Look, somebody died, look, this, that, nurse died on TV. So now the anti oh! And the pro-vaxxers are, oh! 
you know, and it, and it, it, and it got compassionate people because a lot of pro vaxxers they'll they, they, you know they're good people they're not yeah. just inherently evil but oh, i agree yeah. it, it, it can cause you to look at somebody who just lost a child to a vaccine and call that person retarded unlearned of, of um all every name in the book yeah. after they just lost a child and now they don't want to vaccinate no more you know so it, it they're they're eroding our compassion and our sense of community and 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 helping people, mm-hmm. and it, it's it's bad crazy. Path. I can see through it though, but it's crazy. No, it's a bad path. Uh, it, it's curious to me though that like the reason I think that I have this principle that I try and get across to my audience is because I feel like we need more people like you and I that see the world the way we do if we have any hope of like maintaining this America that we valued when we were younger uh what what comes next man like if if we if we aren't enough to wake people up which we probably aren't as you said most people aren't even looking to wake up uh what do you think this actually amounts to where do we go well we we start by taking care of our own you got a family raise that family be a father be there give your kids core values that they can use when they grow up and instill in their kids Right. Learn a trade, you know, teach yeah, somebody yeah. the meaning of life other than chasing money, looking for the next bag, you know, yeah. teach, teach, your, teach your boys, y'all, you don't want to sell drugs, you don't want to do drugs, you know, point point that bullshit out to them, like, you see this, Johnny, this is bullshit, all right, right. that's not a fucking girl, that's a boy <laughs> with that dress on, like, you know, it starts like that, it starts at home, yeah, it yeah, starts yeah. at home, I agree, you know, man. T- t- teach your baby girl, like, no, you don't, Hang out with with boys that do that, you know. <laughs> fucking next thing she grow up, get a boyfriend, driving a Nissan Altima, Lieutenant Windows, <laughs> and then she driving around looking all retarded, <laughs> and then have got like eight baby daddies. Nah, start at home, you know. Be there. Be it starts at home. It's that simple. No, they, no. The school system has done a good job of taking that parental aspect away from us. I talked about that in in a previous live stream. It's like. Our, our kids are owned by the state. All they got to do is go to school. Dad and mama did this. They come up there and knock on your door like, oh, oh what? Yeah, CPS? Yeah, we got to take them, you know? Real talk. It is, but it starts at home. No, I agree. It's uh, I'm, I'm a big advocate for that. I'm actually a big advocate for homeschooling, even though I don't have kids yet. I definitely intend to do that myself. Um, I, I guess the I'm just looking at the bigger picture, man. Like I, The way I see it, and I know this sounds very doomsday-ish, but I don't see the economic system holding for more than maybe a decade longer. I think we're going to have mm-hmm. a, a very severe collapse, both both in terms of economics, but as, as well as cultural. I mean, we've already seen the the beginning of it where you have all these riots and things like that. I just think that that the the fabric of society is kind of fraying. You know, it's like it seems like we're being pulled apart. And I'm not sure that we have enough time to raise the next generation to be like, yo, this isn't what we're supposed to be doing. Um, so I think it's going to get a lot worse before it gets better. Are you optimistic? Do you think that we can turn this around just by being, you know, having a better community and raising our kids right? Or, or do we do we not have that much time? I'm genuinely curious what you think. No, nah, hell no. Yeah, I'm, I'm optimistic, but no, nah, it's, it's, it's game over. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. Been game over for a long time. The, the, the things I'm saying is for you individually, right, for, right, right. for your household and to do your part. Yeah. And making sure that there ain't no retards out there walking around, driving, wearing three masks in their car and shit. It starts at home. That's what I'm talking about. Right. As far as the country and the economy, it's shit. 
I mean, it, it, yeah, I agree with you. It don't look right. And they already said, I mean, I feel like the move for a digital currency, it's already, ha- it's already here. Oh, yeah. Like, I was just thinking to myself, like, oh, when the last time I seen cash? Like, for real. Like, everybody's in the self-checkout line with they, with they card swiping. Certain places, they still don't want cash. It was like, no, nah, you got to, you know, card only at this register. Right. You know, and, and it's, it's like, and, and whatever, whatever comes next, the Federal Reserve is going to be on top of it. I mean, it, it's, I mean, these things, what I'm talking about is just what you could do for yourself. I got as far you. as the country, other than us being Americans, we really don't, you know. Yeah. There ain't, there ain't much to it at, beyond that at this point. I agree, man. I mean, that my concern is that uh, under the economic collapse, you probably get, because the state is in a, a, a you know position of peril, that they lash out and we end up in some other bullshit war, whether it be Iran or China or something like that. So that's my concern because that's the same shit that, that happened with World War II after you know the uh, the Great Depression. So I don't know, man. I'm I'm trying to stay optimistic though. I think that that people like you that are out there that are telling the truth and making it funny and reaching some people that probably wouldn't hear your perspective otherwise because of the humor that you include in it. I think it, it gives me a lot of hope. I, I hope you feel that way. I hope you feel uh, you know proud of the, the stuff you're putting out. I think that you're going, I think you're going to be a big deal, like a big, big deal. And I know I know that you think that you're going to be able to, to trim the hedges and keep your, your fanship from getting too out of control. Uh, but I think you'll be surprised, man, because I, I really do think that it's so rare to, sell, to see someone that's like raw truth and, and just talking that shit. So get ready for some, some checks thrown in your way to, to see if you want to maintain those principles, man. Man, look, it, that, that's all I'm saying. All you do is make sure you good. Guard your heart, guard your spirit, because there's some demons out here that want to throw some money at you and want to err you from that path. But as long as you got men that's principled, as long as there's those type of men around, right? I mean, there's hope. But I mean, if, if long if this money chasing mentality and this, you know. It, I'm ready for whatever. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and stress on it neither. <laughs> like all is lost. No, but you, you just got to be ready to roll with the punches and learn how to adapt when the, when the time comes. Yep. I totally agree, man. Well, BG, AKA barricade garage on YouTube. Is there any other links you'd like to tell people about? Um, bitch, man, look, I made so many, uh, I got so many channels and, and I'm on different places. Like if you just go to different places and then type me in, you, you might find me, you might not. I done lost passwords fucking with this internet shit. You know? <laughs> Barricade Garage on YouTube, they're pretty much each. Yeah, that's the big one. All right, brother. Well, I, I appreciate it. I'll, uh, I'll talk to you soon, all right? All right, take it easy. Thanks for having me. What a blast BG is. Barricade Garage, go check him out on YouTube. Wanted to thank people for leaving five-star reviews. We are up to 205 now. We got at Dan D. Douglas. He says, on point through entire lockdown. This pod has had the policies of locking down an absurd implementation of government overreach in the sites from the start. I'm binge listening, and over nine months, he has been consistently advocating freedom. Definitely worth a listen. Don't go back and listen from the beginning unless you want to relive 2020, though. Good point, Dan. Uh, go uh, follow him at Dan D. Douglas, or check out his blog, otherhandwithdan.com. Thank you so much for 
toughened that out, Dan. It was it was a uh, rough period of all of our lives, so I'm sure it was rough reliving all of that. And then we got one more review. Uh, Lars RH says, absolutely wonderful podcast. Come for the first rhyme, stay for the excellent conversation. I agree. Conversations are always interesting and thought-provoking. This has moved to the top of my listen list. Oh, that's so kind. It says, it's right there with Free Man Beyond the Wall. This is not your typical Liberty podcast. His guests are not always self-described libertarians, so it is not just a libertarian echo chamber. My only complaint is there are not more episodes. Damn, Lars, that's harsh. I'm just kidding. Uh, I am doing a lot of episodes recently, so I will keep churning them out as long as you guys keep listening, sharing, leaving those five-star reviews on iTunes. Love you so much. I have a crazy week coming up. I will just leave it at that. Tune in.